You are listening to Pandora's Box Radio with Kalia LaRoche. For more information about my products and services, counseling, coaching, hypnotherapy, books, and audios, please visit NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. Hello and welcome to Pandora's Box. This is Kalia, and today we're going to talk about the twin flame myth. I've recently begun a new video series on YouTube on the topic of the twin flame soulmate myth and wanted to do a podcast on this topic as well. I've touched on this in the past, but feel inspired to talk about this on a deeper level. Now, I call this the twin flame soulmate myth because it's based on a mythology that there is one person out there in the world who is ideally suited to be with you. And I'd like to debunk this myth right up front. Now, Aaron Dougherty, a YouTuber, tells us that when we believe in the one, we introduce the idea of scarcity into our lives. We're either looking for one person who's perfect for us, or we're trying to hold on to the one who we feel is our soulmate or our twin flame, even if the relationship is horribly toxic, narcissistic, and or abusive. Unless you want to spend your life dealing with abuse, it would be wise to dispel this fantasy of one true love, especially when it comes to a narcissist or other unhealthy, toxic individual. Now, I'm not saying that people don't find beautiful, healthy, nurturing relationships with someone they may refer to as their one true love. This happens for sure. But if the relationship is unhealthy or toxic, this belief does not serve us. The twin flame myth is a belief that you are one soul divided in half and put into two different bodies. When you find that other half, it's like coming home. It feels amazing. But what happens when your other half doesn't love you anymore, doesn't treat you right, or is downright abusive? Will your belief that this is your twin flame, your other half, keep you holding on to a relationship that's painful and destructive to you? In the twin flame myth, we're told that it's a difficult relationship because we provide a mirror for each other to see what within ourselves needs to be healed. So we trigger each other and the relationship itself is painful. But if you go deeper into the twin flame myth, you're triggered so that you can grow and expand and have a deeper love as a result. Now, have you ever seen this happen with a narcissist? Narcissists don't tend to grow and expand because they're too busy blaming you for how they feel. If you're in a relationship where both of you are truly growing and expanding, then great, keep going. I don't care what you call it. If you're growing in love as a result of your primary relationship and there isn't abuse, neglect, gaslighting, affairs, and other very difficult and painful circumstances, then more power to you. 
But if you are of the belief that you're supposed to tolerate these kinds of behaviors and somehow become better as a result, then you're likely fooling yourself. It can be very difficult to rise up when you're being beaten down. One thing that is important to understand about the narcissist is that they rarely believe that they're being abusive. Self-reflection is very low or even non-existent in a narcissist. If a narcissist does appear to be aware of his own abusive behavior, will he feel the same way tomorrow or the next day? Or will he or she return to the abusive behavior? A narcissist is much more likely to blame you for how he or she is feeling. There's a lot of projection and blaming. There isn't much growth, if any, at all. So if you're in a narcissistically abusive relationship or have left a relationship, it's important to know this can't be your twin flame. Nor can the relationship be based on any kind of authentic love. It's a need-based relationship that is parasitic in nature and destructive to the one who is not narcissistic. I don't believe in the concept that one soul splits in half and is born into different bodies because that would suggest that we're not whole, that we only have half a soul. And I believe that we are born perfect, whole, and complete unto ourselves. And this deep separation that we feel in this life is a separation from God, from source, from that divine light that we all come from. I do believe that we all come from one over soul and that divine spark is within each one of us. So this would make everyone on the planet our soulmate, in a sense. I also believe that there are people we resonate with on a much deeper level than others. We feel deeply connected to some people, and this connection feels very special. Oftentimes, this connection can be based on true, authentic love, but in other instances, it may be a wound mate type of connection. A wound mate connection is one where you have similar type family-based wounding or trauma, and there's a strong sense of familiarity that one feels when they meet this other person. When you come together in this familiarity, it may feel very powerful, like you met the one who can truly understand you. I hear from clients how because of their wounds, they have a deep understanding of the pain and trauma of the other. These are typically very empathic people who can really feel what the other is feeling and can resonate with those feelings. There may even be a belief that we can heal each other. But when people come together as a result of their wounds, it would be very rare that they could heal in this relationship because the relationship is more likely to trigger the wounds and keep us inflamed. 
It's a great opportunity to see what within ourselves needs to be healed, but we also need a safe and compassionate environment in which to heal. Healing also involves learning to trust yourself and setting healthy boundaries. When in a narcissistic relationship, there's typically a lot of gaslighting, which causes us to doubt rather than trust ourselves. And narcissists don't respect boundaries, so when you set them, they get walked over. There's no real respect. So once again, it can be very difficult to heal in this kind of environment. The intense bond we often feel in such a relationship is a trauma bond. And trauma bonds, although intense and passionate in the beginning, default to a lot of pain, confusion, and misunderstanding. There's not any real unconditional love here. Instead, we're both trying to get our needs met, or if codependent, we're busy catering to the needs of others, trying to get something for ourselves in the process. In my 20 years of working in the field of narcissistic abuse, I've never seen a narcissist heal or a narcissistic relationship succeed. I've seen clients get hoovered back in, only to be spit back out in worse shape than they were before they were hoovered. I've worked with people coming out of 20, 30, and 40-year marriages with a narcissist, and although they may have been numb or checked out during that relationship, no one has ever told me that it was happy or successful. It was typically described as being painful and abusive. So if you're staying in a narcissistically abusive relationship as a result of a false belief that this person is your twin flame or soulmate, please pay attention. This simply can't be true. The deeper truth is that the twin flame or twin soul is the divine marriage of the inner masculine and the inner feminine. The two polarized aspects within us come together in union to form the one inner flame. When you experience the divine marriage between the masculine and the feminine within, you experience a true wholeness, an unconditional love that burns like a flame within you. You are your own twin flame. That wholeness you seek is only to be found within. It will never be found in another. Others don't hold the key to our wholeness and our happiness. We hold the key. If it is to be, it's up to me. So the true twin flame journey is a journey of the self to the self. It's a journey of unity between the masculine and feminine aspects within us. It's our journey to heal our core pain, our core trauma, our deep insecurities, our fear, and our separation from the divine. Now, those outside of ourselves, including the narcissist, can make us aware of what it is that needs to be healed. Our wounds are triggered in these relationships, and we can see how we need to find ourselves worthy of love and debunk any ideas coming from others that we are somehow worthless and unlovable. 
This simply cannot be true. But it can be true that we feel worthless and unlovable. It can be true that the narcissist feels worthless and unlovable and projects these feelings onto you. On the true twin flame journey, we need to unearth all the pain and trauma that keeps us separate from source, from God, from the oneness and unity that comes from our own divinity, our own inner light. Sometimes our most painful relationships can set us on a path to traverse the dark night of the soul. This is a journey of the self through darkness to meet the shadow and integrate those shadow aspects. Within the shadow, we hold all of our fears, our painful beliefs, our feelings of inadequacy, and our core shame. In the dark night of the soul, we can feel swallowed by such feelings. It can be intense and difficult to deal with. And if such a journey was triggered by a toxic or narcissistic relationship, there can be a tendency to hyper-focus on the narcissist or the other and stay in anger and resentment that they did this to you. That's their fault that you're here. And this keeps us stuck in a victim state. And victims are not empowered. It doesn't mean that we're never victimized in our relationships, but we need to learn to take responsibility for our own choices to get involved, stay involved, tolerate abuse, tolerate cheating, and spend year upon year trying to fix, heal, or rehabilitate the person who is abusive. We need to take responsibility for our choices. In the dark night of the soul, we meet our greatest inner demons and have to find a deeper love within ourselves to offer to the wounded, hurting parts of ourselves. We need to learn how to forgive ourselves for the choices we made in our adulthood that brought us so much pain and trauma. We also need to eventually come to a place of forgiveness of that other person who brought us so much pain and trauma. We have to develop an understanding that they are deeply unconscious and know not what they do. Now, forgiveness is not about letting the other off the hook, inviting them back in, or allowing any kind of abuse to continue. It's really about cutting the cords to that person and setting them free to have their own experience of life. As you do this, you're no longer tethered to them through hatred, anger, resentment, a need for closure, a need for an apology, a need to see them get their karma, or a need for them to realize how much they love you and transform as a result of that love. We have to let go of any or all of this, depending on what it is keeping you tethered. Forgiveness is the true letting go of the ties or bonds between you so that you can move forward in your life. If you're tethered to the other as a result of a soulmate or a twin flame fantasy, it's time to consider letting this go as well. One who truly loves you 
will not abuse you. If you're seeking true love, then find it within yourself. And then you will attract a mirror for this self-love. The painful twin flame mythological relationship is when your own self-loathing, feelings of worthlessness, and feelings that you are unlovable and inadequate are mirrored back to you. If you didn't have strong feelings of inadequacy, the projections of the narcissist would have no place to stick with you. They'd just bounce off you. And you'd probably leave the relationship because you would recognize the projections. When you can recognize that your true twin flame is within you, perhaps you could start treating your own twin flame better. Start showing your inner self more love, compassion, and forgiveness. Stop waiting for someone outside of yourself to validate you and find you worthy. You need to validate you and find you worthy. The more you can validate your own inner self as divine, worthy, and lovable, the more you will attract others who see who you really are. If you keep struggling with feelings of worthlessness and inadequacy, you'll keep attracting a mirror for these feelings so you can finally see them and heal them. It seems unfair on a psycho-spiritual level that when we need love the most, we often attract the most abusive people into our lives. It really doesn't seem fair, I agree. But this is universal law, that we attract mirrors for the unhealed parts of ourselves so that we can heal them and rise up. As we truly heal and find more love within ourselves, we'll find more love out there in the world. So as within, so without, so to speak. A friend reminded me yesterday that Marissa Peer, a well-known psychologist, tells us there is one thing we need to do in order to attract true love, and that is to find ourselves worthy of love. And that's pretty much what I've been talking about. We need to understand that we were born worthy. We don't have to earn love. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to prove ourselves. We're simply worthy of love because we are here. In fact, most abusive people in the world are abusive because they don't find themselves worthy of love. And they project these painful feelings outward towards the ones who love them the most, thereby destroying the love that they have. And the reason people stay in abusive relationships is they also don't feel worthy of love and they believe on some level they deserve to be mistreated. And so if the whole planet could find themselves worthy of love, we could truly love ourselves and each other and heal the world. We have a long way to go for this outcome, but it starts with ourselves. We heal the world one light coming on at a time until the whole world is illuminated. Just a reminder, if you need help on the path back to self and finding you worthy of love, you can contact me through my website at NarcissismFree.com or PathBackToSelf.com. I want to thank you so much for being here with me today and listening, 
and I will see you in the next podcast.